You are listening to Baseball Zealot Radio. Okay, welcome to Baseball Zealot Radio. My name is Tom Nelson, and this is show number 4040. And it is uh, February 26th, and uh, today, I think uh, since we had one weekend of Big Ten Baseball, I thought we'd have the uh, Brian DeCosin from uh, Big Ten Hardball on, on the show. Uh, we've had Big we had Brian on for, uh, I think it was uh, pretty much this time of year, last year. Um, he, so he's, uh, he, this is a repeat performance, but uh, welcome back to the show, uh, Brian. Thanks, Tom. Congratulations on number 40. Yeah, right, thanks, yeah. <laughs> Don't trust anyone over 40, 40, right? Um, That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've uh, we've had one weekend of uh, of, uh, big, of Big Ten baseball, and uh, so we thought we'd have you on. Uh, give us a little better idea of what uh, what what Big Ten uh, hardball is about, and what uh, how long you've been around, and what uh, what pretty much what the purpose of the of the of the website's about. Tom, this is year number four, and I started well, actually, quite a bit longer than that, but it's. A scenario where I've had a number of websites that kind of come and gone, come and gone. But the blog, as you see it now, it's on year number four, and it started because I uh, have always been a college baseball fan. And when I sort of found the Big Ten about ten years ago, I looked on the internet for information and couldn't find any. And after a while, just got frustrated by the fact that there just wasn't a whole lot of information on college baseball in general and the Big Ten specifically. So after a while, I just said enough's enough and kind of took it on, took it on myself. Yeah, and, and I, I have to say you are you are the preeminent Big Ten baseball per, website on the web. I can't find any other website out there that covers Big Ten baseball like you do. I mean, that that is just pretty much a fact. I I have uh, um, there are I think a couple of blogs that cover Big Ten baseball teams, but you pretty much cover. The conference, and you do a pretty good, pretty good job of it too. I must say. Thank you, Tom. Um, so, so right now you're you were you have just finished uh, reviewing all the Big Ten uh, teams, uh, just pretty much covering the the hitting, pitching, the coaching, uh, giving your your analysis of the teams. So, what what have you uh, come up with as far as uh, 2008? Well, one thing at this point in, in Big Ten baseball history is that it's it's fairly a consistent pattern. You've got generally Ohio State, Minnesota, and Michigan loitering near the top, and that's probably not going to change this year in spite of Minnesota's rough weekend down in Mississippi. And uh, there's another group of, of schools right behind them. Penn State's made a big move having opened the new ballpark, and they have a lot of resources at their disposal, and they've done a nice job the last couple of years with some junior college transfers, and after Purdue and, and your school in Illinois and, and a couple of others, then there's usually a gap between what I guess would be more traditionally the bottom schools, which Northwestern and Indiana, and, and the, the, that shouldn't change a whole lot this year, I expect, although I do admit that I expect Indiana to be quite a bit better than last year. Um, Michigan is the clear-cut favorite this year, coming back with a team that's been to a super regional the year ago. Right. And where they had lost to Oregon State in Corvallis, where they actually lost the opener to the Super Regional one nothing when Zach Putman threw a one hitter and they still lost. Right, yeah, I remember um, that. So yeah. 
and they got very close a year ago. They returned most of the players from that team, and they're the overwhelming favorite to win the conference and the conference tournament, and obviously the hope in Ann Arbor is to go much further than that. Um, after Michigan, it gets to be pretty crowded. You could probably throw all the names in a hat and pull them out, and it would be hard to argue who'd come after them. There's going to be a heavy reliance on transfers and freshmen this year, and there's been a lot of departures due to graduation and other reasons, and it's kind of made the rest of the conference very much balanced, and the, the fight for those last five positions in the conference tournament should be very, very tight this year. Uh, what's your take on Minnesota? Minnesota has had a good team in the recent past, um, and I'm sneaking ahead just a little bit, but I noticed that they have lost the first three games of the season. Uh, um, what, uh, what do you, what, have, they, have they lost uh, players from, from uh, the last year or year before? Or? Yeah, Minnesota has been hit some by graduation. They should be a little better. I have to admit I was somewhat disappointed with their weekend, and they, they just didn't lose this weekend. You kind of kind there, actually. They got throttled pretty good, but Mississippi's, I believe, as high as number four in the nation in some okay. of the polls. So for Mississippi, to lose to Mississippi three times there is, is not a shock. No. Um, Minnesota did play. I know they've got a freshman in right field. They're breaking in a new catcher. They've got a number of positions where they've got some some new faces, but they have uh, Matt Nolte in center field, Nate Hansen. Both of those guys are all conference caliber right. players. They've got a couple of uh, veteran starters who are coming back. Their bullpen is heavy, heavily dominated by uh, oh. underclassmen, though, and I'm sure that's not going to help. But I, I expect come conference time, Minnesota to me is is the one team in the conference you just you never ever ever rule them out. They've no. even when they you think you've got rid of them, they they always come back and they've got more than enough returning talent and and more and they always do a good job recruiting. So it's it's by the time they get to conference tournament or towards the conference regular season, I should say they should be as good as almost everybody else. Right, right. Yeah. So they're sort of like the, the swing team in the Big Ten. They can be up in the up in the standings or or, or below. It really depends on, on on what happens during during the uh, conference season. Um, uh, what about Iowa? Iowa is one of those other other teams, kind of like that. They 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 could you know one of those surprise teams, I think. Yeah, Iowa kind of. I guess to some might have had a surprising season a year ago and we're actually eligible to host the conference tournament right up until, I think, the final weekend of the season. Right, right. Um, and they, they've still got a number of returning players. Caleb Curry and Kevin Huff went out to the Cape Cod League and I think finished fifth in batting average out in the Cape. So he had a tremendous summer. And they've got a couple of players there who, like in Curry and Huff, and Justin Toole had a terrific year and was an all-conference caliber second baseman. So they're going to still be able to swing the bats. Like most everybody else in the conference, the question there is going to be their pitching. And uh, Nick Erdman is, is back, and, and they've got some others. They've got a freshman there, Zach Kenyon, who's getting a little bit of action. Um, I know there's high hopes for him, but at this point I suspect he's going to be relegated to the bullpen unless they lose another arm. But uh, they, they, they are another team that you would conceivably finish anywhere from second to eighth just depending on how all the pitching and, and all of our new faces shake out. Right. Well, last weekend, you know, while we had, well, here in Urbana, we had a heavy snowstorm, you know, right upon us. You know, I was following, you know, and as well as you, I'm sure, following baseball. And I and I thought that was, the you know, kind of a quite an ironic thing. But, you know, sure enough, down south where, you know, they were, they were playing college baseball and, and 
week you know, we were uh, our Big Ten teams were were playing uh, teams down south and um, the first weekend of, uh, of college baseball was uh, was happening and uh, the Big Ten teams uh, got the chance to at least as as the uh, as I heard from my uh, from my contact that. Uh, uh, on, on the Illinois team, they were they were able to able to play a team with a different color. <laughs> um, right. They I guess I get, get the impression that uh, that that the team or the players were maybe a little tired of playing uh, playing scrimmage teams scrimmage games against each other and wanted to get out there and play some opposition. So anyway, so uh, when you look at the standings, uh, just real quick, you can you see Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, you know, they slept. They swept their opposition, and I guess it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Uh, uh, Michigan is 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 ranked. Uh, last I saw, they were 13th in the nation, and I guess it was a USA Today poll. Uh, I guess that wasn't uh, too much of a surprise. Uh, Ohio State, they, who, who did Ohio State play? Ohio State played a number of teams. They were in a uh, tournament in Florida. Or no, in Millington, Tennessee, I believe, at the old USA Baseball facility okay. there. Played a different different opponent every day. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what, what Illinois did. Illinois was in the uh, Al Ogletree uh, tournament. They've been in that, I think, three of the last five years. Uh, and Illinois did did okay. They they had incredible pitching, um, and they they had like they gave up like five runs in three games. Their offense was a little off. They <laughs> they didn't they 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 scored. I think. Uh, like six, uh, like nine runs in the, in the three games, so they they could use a little bit of offense, but they won two out of the three games, and yeah, you know, that's not bad considering the you know kind of the caliber of teams you play in the South are, and let's face it, they're you know pretty good. So uh, I'm pretty happy with the two and one mark for Illinois. Yeah, I, I'd be I'm sure that most everyone associated with the program is pretty pleased to come out two and one. I like their pitching, and and they lost an awful lot. You, you know well as anybody between graduations and other things, they they lost their closer from a year ago, their Friday starter, right. the uh, conference the conference player of the year in Lars Davis. Uh, they lost a lot of players, and they're mm-hmm. breaking in a number of new new faces there. So to come out the first weekend, pitch pretty strong, go two and one. I think you've got to be really pleased with that. Yeah, I I, I certainly was. Um, um, and then of course you, you look at uh, look at you know, teams like like we talked about Minnesota who come out 0 and 3 and I don't think that's necessarily indicative of how their what their team looks like I think like you say they played they played a um, play a tough uh, tough team and that uh, um, and again you know these 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 games I mean certainly don't necessarily count in the standings they they only count and you know the the conference games when it comes down to the real you know the the real standings but uh, I think I think any player, any coach you know, likes likes to come off, you know, strong and in, in, in any you know uh, win, you know, one loss record, no matter what it is. Yeah, the the problem for the Big Ten schools, Tom, is, is when they play these high ranked op- opponents, especially on the road early, they they need to to win a game here or there just for RPI points. It's just like college right. basketball, you've got to have your RPI good, sure. and for a program like Minnesota. That if they don't win the conference tournament, don't win the regular season, winning a game, even one game down at Mississippi, is probably going to matter in RPI points. That, that's and, a good point. The, I didn't think about that. You're right. You're right. And 
and and that that's where it really especially the Big Ten schools that's where it really hurts them. It's not going to hurt uh, you know the schools in the SEC or the Big Twelve because even during the week they can bring in an Oral Roberts or or someone else whose right, right. RPI is going to be much higher. Minnesota conversely they they may be in the worst position of anybody maybe them in Iowa I suppose. Because of their location, they can't easily get a midweek opponent with a decent RPI. They're going to end up playing a South Dakota State, a Minnesota State, right? Um, a, a very small Division One or even a Division Two opponent. The Division Two opponent certainly not going to help your RPI. No, exactly. And 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 you're playing. You you throw out your fifth starter or your sixth starter tends to be freshman on a midweek game, and maybe you're on the road in, in some remote location, and it's freezing up in the north in March, and or even in even into mid-April, who are we kidding? And uh, and and you lose a lot of RPI points in a hurry that you just simply can't make up. So these games are important. I feel bad for Purdue. They went down to Baylor, and they pitched probably as well as Illinois did and Ohio State did all weekend long, and probably even better than Michigan, who won all three of their games. But Purdue, I believe, got swept by, uh, again, a ranked Baylor opponent, right. but pitched as, as tough as anybody. Which, which hopefully is a good sign for them during the regular season because they have some of the better bats, including Ryan White, who's getting a lot of All-American attention after leading sure. the conference in slugging and on-base and batting average last year. Right. Um, I asked this question of uh, Brian Foley on the last show. Um, mm-hmm. What um, a, a year? I should say this this coming summer when when the first first year player draft uh, comes about and. Um, the major league major league uh, scout, scouts are looking at what um, what uh, what college players they want to look at for the top draft, top rounds. Uh, what college players? Do you, what Big Ten college players do you think they're going to be looking at? It's always harder to guess with the Big Ten um, because a lot of times their statistics and where they get drafted don't necessarily line up. Uh-huh. Um, I know that they're still very high on guys like Josh Lindbaum at Purdue, who's now their closer, who's kind of been inconsistent as a starter, but has tremendous stuff. Um, obviously, Ryan White at Purdue, I'm not sure if he's draft eligible this year or not. If he is, then certainly he's going to be in the mix. Uh, Zach Putnam is uh, at Michigan, who's played DH and is their, their Friday starter and an All-American candidate. He's probably the number one guy going to come out of the conference now, this year. Uh, do you think he's going How do you think... Scouts go look at him because he plays both pitches and and plays in the field, right? Yeah, he hasn't actually put on the glove very much. He's no? mostly been DH last year and okay. this year. I know he didn't didn't. I don't even know if he took a defensive position when he played in the Cape this okay, summer. Let me, let me rephrase that question. Do you think he'll be seen as a hitter or a pitcher? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. Um, right. I've read conflicting reports. Some people think that this is as good as he's going to get as far as being a pitcher, and they're, I guess, a little more curious about what his potential would be if they just let him swing the bat okay. full-time because he obviously has to concentrate on pitching, and that, that takes some of your ability away, you yeah. know, after pitching on a Friday, come back on a Saturday afternoon and play a sure. bat uh, eight times in a doubleheader in the Big Ten on a, on a Saturday. So I think there's some scouts who are really intrigued by what his upside might be right. with the bat. I remember and seeing him at the Big Ten Conference last year and actually talked to his father, and he's he's built. I mean, built as a slugger. He really is. And I didn't actually see him as a pitcher, so I, I'm really curious to see how scouts will see him. 
but he's got he's a four pitch pitcher according to what I've I've oh. read and and he's a Friday starter and he, he certainly his his statistics would indicate that he uh he would go early. He's he he wins. He's a tough competitor and, and the scouts love him as a pitcher, but I know they're it, it's just like the NFL draft. I think you get to a point where they start to overanalyze a little bit. Yeah. And start right. to say, you know, maybe, maybe this is all he can do. This is all he's capable of. Well, if all he's capable of is holding the opponents without scoring and winning games, yeah. I think that's pretty good right, resume right. for a pitcher. Exactly. But yeah, you can't. I think he was in the top, you know, two or three in RBIs last year. And the problem is, of course, going to end up being, you know, what what can he do with glove on? Is he is he an outfielder? Is he a that's first baseman? Yeah. You he know, hasn't, you he can, hasn't worn the glove. Where can he? If he gets if he does get drafted, where can he play? You know. Where where are they going to play him? Most likely, I would guess the outfield, outfield at first, yeah. but but um, it could be interesting. He might play the field a little this year, but Michigan's got so many players they can rotate in and out of positions. I, I don't know how often that's going to happen. So anyway, yeah. Um, anyone else you think I can think of? Um, um, let's see who the else. The catcher for draft? Penn State, maybe. Um, the name escapes me right now. Yeah, Joe Blackburn Joe can Blackburn. swing the bat. Yeah, yeah, and he's getting better defensively. I haven't read a whole lot about him as far as pro prospects. I mean, Nate Recknagel at Michigan, Jason Christian at Michigan. I believe Jason's draft eligible this year. Um, yeah, stuttering right along here. Michigan's third baseman Adam Abraham, I believe, is draft eligible right. this year. He's mm-hmm. shown um, he's a former uh, minor league hockey player who came over oh, to play right? baseball. So his he doesn't have a whole lot on his resume in terms of a high school production or whatever, and I know right. people are intrigued by him. And he had at least like eight RBIs this weekend. He had two four RBI games. Oh, so, wow. and he's he's hit the ball a long way. So he has some pro potential. Obviously, Drew O'Neill at Penn State, who is probably the best closer in the conference. And I guess he probably is isn't accurate. He is the best closer in the conference based on last year's numbers. And, okay. And only only had one blown save and, and really changed Penn State's fortunes. And he uh, he got drafted this past year and decided to come back. So I'm sure he's going to get drafted again next year as well. Okay. Um, I wanted to at least bring out the fact that Michigan did play the uh, the Met New York New York Mets today down at uh, Port St. Lucie, um, and they gave them the run gave the Mets a run for their money. Uh, they at least uh, tied them four four. They um, so uh, kudos to the Big Ten team there. Um, I wanted to uh, at least bring that up for uh, the, the Big Ten was represented there today and <laughs> down down down. Yes, Florida. they they didn't they didn't stop. You know, Mr. Wilpon is a, is a Michigan graduate, right? And right. The owner of the Mets and, and made a large donation to help with the remodeling of both the baseball and softball facilities there, which are now named after him and. Yeah, I, I never, I never made that connection until I read, read the article about that, and um, yeah. um, now it now it makes all makes sense to me why Michigan's playing playing the New York Mets, New York Mets, and uh, yeah, and oh, the first yeah, year okay. down in Port St. Lucie. How yeah. speaking of, you're you're from you're from that area. How is the? Have you been near that stadium in in uh, in near University of Michigan? Uh, the last time I was out there, I, I was on campus this past week, but didn't go near the ballpark. It was dark. Um, it it has made a lot of progress. My understanding is that the seats are going in this week. Okay. Um, it's uh, by all, and I they're going to have a Fenway type wall installed. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be in left field. It right. was originally p- proposed for right field, but they have decided to move it to left, and okay. that that wall is is 
waiting to be installed, I guess. They're, they're waiting for it to show up. Hopefully they've got it well, here about three more weeks to go, so hopefully it'll show up in the next three weeks and they'll have it ready for opening day. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I was... We we were both of us were there during the uh, uh, Big Ten Conference uh, tournament right. last uh, uh, last year, and they were just I think just starting that the construction. Yeah, when they when we got year. when we got out, they tore the roof off. Right, <laughs> uh, and they were like like the the hammers were all working overtime there where we were there and trying to keep them quiet, but they uh, we could still hear them just a little bit. Um, and speaking of, are you, are you planning on going to the Big Ten uh, tournament uh, on this coming year, where, wherever it may be? Um, yeah, so Lord willing, we'll go wherever it is. Yeah, right. It, uh, of course, uh, for those who don't know, it, uh, the, the Big Ten tournament is where whoever is uh, ends up in first place, and of course that always ends up to be a real uh, um, just a nightmare for for all the teams involved that uh because they can't make their transportation um, arrangements until the very end, and last and last year it was until the very very end because they didn't they did not know who was going to be hosting it until the last weekend of the of the season, and and I actually asked around, and and essentially they have to make transportation arrangements for all the all the possible places it could be, and then they cancel the other ones that don't that don't make that don't make it, and right. then. That that's just a real real nightmare, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and then you've got you've got all the teams battling because we went into the last weekend with I think it was four teams going in the last weekend that a yeah. shot at first place, uh-huh. and then you another probably four battling for the last spot to get in. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, so you basically had eight eight of the ten teams in the conference were vying for something, but nobody knew who was in and nobody knew where in, we right. were going. Exactly. So, but. Uh, um, what's new on uh, uh, on the uh, the web blog scene for 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 Big Ten Big Ten uh, uh, baseball uh, teams? Any any new uh, new bloggers out there following following Big Ten baseball? Um, well, we've got two. I don't know if you sat by the in the last couple of days. I, think I but saw we've got something two. about that. Yeah. Yeah, we've got two new ones. The Buckeye Nine um, is now covering Ohio State baseball. Okay. And Happy Valley Hardball is covering Penn State baseball. And, of course, you do a fine job with Illinois. Oh, and there's a gentleman in uh, Minnesota who runs, I believe the protracted name is the National Anthem Before a Cubs game. Um, <laughs> he covers Minnesota baseball, and okay. he does a really good job of that. And he John's in a little bit of shell shock there with the Gophers yeah, well, I'm sure. <laughs> getting 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 run over by the the rebels this weekend, but uh, he he does a really good job. So we've got four. If I can get six more, I can go into retirement time. Wait, wait, yeah, wasn't there one from Indiana, or did he go defunct? Um, the one in Indiana is run by the student newspaper folks, and oh, okay. I don't think they're going to start until they probably get closer. And I don't know if they'll right. be trying it again this year or not. Okay. I hope they do. I hope they do because Indiana's got a decent little baseball team there. They've right, got a right. former. Uh, Mr. Indiana Baseball behind home plate. They, Jared Sabrin just transferred in from Arizona. He's a freshman at first base. Had a decent little opening weekend there. Right. Um, Evan Crawford's a, a good hitting shortstop, can steal some bases. Andrew Means plays for the uh, IU football team and is their center fielder and one of the leading hitters in the conference. So they've they've got their best nucleus in quite a while, and, and Coach Smith does a good job bringing in some new players, and they've made a commitment to a new uh Baseball facility as well, right? And I, be- I believe they've turned over some dirt there. I'm not 
entirely sure, but I believe the shovel's been put to the ground. So um, I wouldn't be if I had to guess. I would guess that Indiana would be the surprise team because. Most everyone assumes that they're just going to finish near the bottom, and I think there's a distinct possibility they may be a little higher than that this year. Well, that's good. We need a little parity in the, in the big, big time. We can't. I, I think we're going to see a whole bunch of parity this year. <laughs> well, on that note, I want to thank you for being on uh, Baseball Zelt Radio. We've been listening to Brian DeCousin from Big Ten Hardball, and, and if you want to go see, go check out the website. What What is the website? So I don't get it wrong, Brian. It is BigTenHardball.blogspot.com. Okay, I'm glad I asked because I probably would have gotten it wrong. So uh, check out the website. It's an awesome website for anyone who's interested in Big Ten Baseball. Um, just uh, check it out. Get the uh, Check out the reviews. Uh, Brian did a fantastic job for uh, checking, just doing a review for all the Big Ten teams. Um, and uh, I just want to just encourage everyone to go, go check out uh, Big Ten Hardball. Um, Brian, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate uh, that you taking the time for being on on Big Ten. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm doing it. Um, being on Baseball Zealot Radio, and uh, I want to uh, uh, just uh, have a good season, and, and uh, I'm sure I'll be in contact with you. Thanks for having me on, Tom. Look forward to talking to you. All right, you take care. You too. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. I want to thank you for being for listening to. Baseball is all at radio. I want to also take the chance, take the chance for uh, to thank uh, Brian DeCosm from Big Ten Hardball for be, being on the show. If you ever want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email. Our email address is is feedback at baseballzealotradio.com. Uh, give us a, a call. Our voicemail phone number is 217-883-4571. Check out our, our blog. There's lots of University of Illinois baseball information on uh, thebaseballzealot.com. Uh, just uh, check out the Baseball Zealot blog. It's a pretty decent blog. We've got a lot of information on there. Uh, go check it out. Um, that's it for today. I want to uh, thank you for downloading the show. Uh, we'll be talking to you later. Bye-bye.